Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight we're listening to a conversation with Michael Beatty. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is January 12th, 2022. <laughs> the year that we, things will get crazier than the year before. I bet you didn't expect that. Didn't think that when you were born, you'd be looking at a year where you'd be like, okay, what is true? I don't have any idea what is true, which is pretty much where we're at. As we watch this entire comedy show unravel, watch both sides compete for the same power structure to try to convince everybody, whether you're on Trump's side or Biden's side, that we all need to be part of the transhuman agenda and moving towards a new fourth industrial revolution with one side telling you you need to get the shot and the other side says it's your choice but either way we want you to be transhuman so join the club what a wonderful place to be and as nancy reagan famously said just say no it's pretty simple so before we begin tonight mypillow.com forward slash bards mypillow.com forward slash bards is the landing page for bards nation And we have a special message tonight from Mike Lindell, Patriot, CEO, and a man with Christ in his heart. So here we go. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have the standard size my pillows, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size my pillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regularly $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive offers. Thank you and God bless. And your promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and the 800 number is 800-975-2939. Who would have ever thought that a man who sold pillows is considered to be one of the most dangerous men in America? <laughs> And such is the world that we live in now. I'm telling you right now. All right. Also, Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. That's the home of the Bard's Coffee, our branded coffee. Fantastic coffee. Hope you love it. I love it. And also the place that you can get a full health ecosystem to help retain and reclaim your health sovereignty, which includes the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut, prevents leaky gut syndrome, which is one of the core issues of our health problems. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. You have Earth, which is a supplement powder for all the nutrients you need for the entire day. One scoop mixed with water, drink it like a shake, makes you feel better. 
and Pure 47, which is the most refined silver extract on the market, which has the ability to wrap around, isolate all those pathogens in your body, including the full complement of SARS-CoV bioweapons that have been deployed against us. So head on over to Expedition, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. Finally, The Founder's Bible, thefoundersbible.com is the place for the Bible for our time. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. There's a trend here if you're watching it, BARDS promo code, BARDS, BARDS station, BARDS FM, BARDS of work. It kind of all goes together. BARDS promo code, use it to save 20% off on your Bibles. Put that in the coupon section to check out the Founders Bible is a Bible with our founding documents integrated into it, our founders documents. It's an amazing experience in the, of learning God's word with a fantastic edition of NASB 1995, my new favorite, and an experience to watch our founding fathers and experience how they use scripture as a living language, something we could all benefit from. So anyway, thefoundersbible.com, promo code BARDS. You got coffee and you got pillows. I can't think of a better arrangement right there. Pillow. Bible, coffee. Good idea, huh? All right. All right, patriots. Tonight, we're going to have a nice conversation, a great conversation with Michael Beatty. You know Michael Beatty, I hope. California. And something else that happened today, which is really cool, because we did this interview this morning, and um, we are we did the bended knee prayer today at 111, which is very cool. So Michael also did his show, did a special show, and he's going to be doing it every week as well at the same time. So Bards FM at 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Pacific, California at 1 p.m. Pacific. He's on Cloud Hub. We're over here on Podbean. We're trying to get as many channels as we can recruited over to do a 1 p.m. show. I don't care where you are. I'm going to talk to Sean at SGT Report, which reminds me, I'm on Sean at SGT Report's show next week. I don't know if he airs the same day. I just know we're recording on Wednesday. I'll let you know what the airtime is. But I love Sean. Great show. Really honored to be over there. So when you find when I find out, you'll want to cruise on over there and give him a hello. If you are there, give him a hello from Bards anyway, because we think highly of Sean, very highly of Sean. So anyway, all that said... So we're going to jump into an interview. The interview is about an hour long tonight, and um, I think you'll enjoy it. It's a good conversation. So it's going to talk a little bit about gifts and talents and God and Christ. And boy, I don't know. I don't think it gets much better than that. So without further ado, let me bring on Michael Beatty. Well, Patriots, I'm really honored today to have Michael Beatty on. You remember Michael Beatty from Bards Fest. Miguelifornia as well, a.k.a. is what he goes by, is a passionate man of Christ, he's a musician. He's, he pours his soul out in everything he does for the love of God. So, Michael, welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? Well, happy birthday, man. I'm glad you had a good birthday. And uh, thanks for having me back. I'm vo always honored when I talk to you, but then you're like, hey, you want to come on the show? I'm like, what? Really? Okay, sure. I would love to. And so the Bards family has been so kind and overwhelmingly gracious to me. And so I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you here. You know, I was really happy when you told me that you had started a morning show. And, you know, I, I had a morning show for a good part of last year. I know Patriots enjoyed it. It's a great experience. 
there's a limitation to how many shows I can do a day. So I had to kind of <laughs> pull back a little bit. Um, I, you know, if you, as you know, we're going to talk more about that in a bit, but, uh, I've started bended knee again on Wednesdays, which is today. In fact, we're going to, we had, I'm going to do awesome. it. I'm going to take part. So, uh, but tell me how, how is that going? How do you, how do you like the morning shows? Cause I've loved the morning shows. Being a new broadcaster, you know, I just did nights cause I, I never wanted to step on people. So I, I did something in the middle of the night. And so, um, opportunities arose and, my wife and I are doing our devotions in the morning. I'm like, why don't I try doing a morning thing? Well, heck, I have a bunch of worship tunes, and hey, I'm recording new ones. So it kind of just fell into my lap, but it was a, it's, it's a blessing, man. And, and I'm finding that people just like a place where they can, you know, because Proverbs, you always hear Proverbs in the morning, Psalms in the evening. Well, the Proverbs are like the gut punch, but it's easier to take in the morning because then you can adjust your day. And so we come on there, and it's real simple, simple format. It's, it comes back to a... First Timothy four thirteen, where uh, we're going to read, we're going to exhort, and we're in doctrine. This is what Paul said. These are the three things until I come. This is what you need to do. And so we play some worship tunes, about twenty minutes. Do some proverbs, play another worship tune, come in, and then study the New Testament. And we're out in an hour. So people like it where they go. You know what? I can just come in. There's people driving to work. There's people already at work. There's people hanging out. So it's a blessing to start the day with friends. You know, and so it's it's been a real blessing. Yeah, it's a it's a powerful fellowship, and I'm still struggling with it. As you know, I don't, and I'm just to be fully candid. I, I know a lot of people are like, "When are you going to start it again?" Again, it's 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 hard to describe to people the amount that it takes out of you, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but just the energy and just getting two shows done every day and adding a third in the morning. That's it, it's a, a little bit heavy load. So I, you work harder than anybody I know, man. Well, I don't, I don't say it's it for so. that reason. I appreciate that, but I mean, no, I do. Well, I mean, and that's why I was really happy that you were doing a morning show because it's at least the place where I can direct patriots to go, and I think it's a, it's yeah. good that way. I mean, and you're you're broadcasting on CloudHub, right? CloudHub, DLive, Twitch, and Facebook when they don't, you know, take me off here and there. But yeah, CloudHub, CloudHub's where the crowds it's it's growing. Yeah, it's very nice. You know, we've had now about. Almost six months since Bards Fest, which was yes. pretty amazing. And we're ramping up this year. We're going to tentatively, we're, we're looking at two Bards Fests this year, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. Different format, not uh, not so much of the, the show piece, more getting down to earth of the county by county, really focusing on that. And that that's starting, starting to take some shape and form. It's exciting. But, you know, it's even then it's... Um, Fest is one of those benchmarks, and I, I have to say I was really honored last night with the video that they did for my birthday, and they included a short clip of Fest, which was the night that Jennifer brought her pots and we broke the pots of, yeah. of right? There's something very profound about the Word of God and living the Word of God and, and the living some of these actually going through that act. And I was what I was reflecting on last night is we read the story of Gideon. We hear about breaking the pots of light, blowing the horns, but we literally did it at Bard's Fest and literally did 300 pots that were broken and blew the horns. What's your, what's your perspective on that, of, of taking the word and making it a living experience, a living word? I love seeing that video, the, the footage of that at the end. That's like, oh, 
It's like a drink, drink of cold water. So I was so honored to be a part. But it's the whole story. It's the body of Christ. You had this vision. You laid it out there. And what you thought was going to happen wasn't what happened. But you had a solid foundation. You had Duncan and the crew. You had an amazing stage, sound system, video. You had it set up for God's glory to just, you know, who showed up, what showed up. I believe that everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. But actually, people traveling from across the country with shofar in hand, right? And, and those pots. And I just, I love it. But then at the end, that rainbow, right? It's like you forget. Like the end of the thing, you're talking, Brian's playing, and then we look up and there's white, it's a blue sky, a few white clouds, and a rainbow straight up, not someone that usually comes down. It was amazing, dude. And so I, I looked at that and I got all teary. Like, God's like, cool, good job, well done, well done. Now we're going to do more, but you're refining it. And that's really what we are as Christians. We refine. You're look, you got different visions for this thing. Now, who knows what God's going to do in the next few months, but... I will always look at that day, that weekend as a marker. Was it hot? It was cold? It was rainy? This happened? Bring it indoors? It was beautiful, every part of it. And so I will always have fond, fond, deep memories. It was a marker. It's an interesting thing. A couple of things you just said I find real interesting, something I hadn't thought about until you just said it. And that is, you know, Gideon's army started out in the tens of thousands. Right. And God pared it down to 300. And I had never considered what you just said until right now is that people came with shofar in hand. That's a really interesting insight that in all the anticipation of big, big numbers and in all of the chaos of being deplatformed, literally not knowing how we were going to get the Bards Fest done four weeks out, we ended up with a God's modern version of Gideon's army, which were those that came in pure heart. I don't think we can state that enough in just the way we approach our faith and our days. I've never met... Um never gathered with people that all had the same vision, you know, because uh, I, I loved walking around and talking. I tried to almost talk to everybody, whether it's in our hotel or why are you here? Where are you from? What's going on? You know, it wasn't camera rolling doing it. It was just talking to people. Oh, it came from here because everybody has a story, but everybody was there not knowing what to expect, but what to expect. Like God's going to show up because we're going to gather. And, uh, it was beautiful. Every day, it was just wake up, what's going to happen today? And that's kind of much how I've lived my life since that since that weekend. So it's amazing. And God's people know, people I see it in the chat when I was, when I hang out in there, they know, they know what happened. And uh, those that, that's why I believe that the storytellers were there, those who were supposed to be there. I mean, we walk away with a story, a testimony. I can testify to you what Bards was, what Bards wasn't right? What the Bards Fest was. And so there's the, uh, the right people were there. It was cool. It's amazing. I love that comment, the storytellers and the testimony. I think we forget that in our life, how important yeah. that is. And really stories are literally what define us and we have to get into the world. I, I so believe this is that we, we have our world, which we presented the lessons, the wisdom, the experience in scripture, and we need to take that into the world, unshelter ourselves and live it and bring it into the living word. You mentioned something before the show I'd like you to just kind of recount. And it was this discussion of Philippians and Paul. And I just love that whole discovery that you had. If you kind of talk about that a little bit. 
Sure. I Every day, you know, <clears throat> we started Colossians today, but we just ended Philippians. And, you know, we'll read. It takes maybe a day or three or four days. And we just do it because it's real fast. But Philippians getting into that, the whole letter was written in jail. So Paul was awaiting what he thought might be execution. And that's why it's the whole to live and to, to gain is Christ. Like he's like, I'm more helpful to you if I stay alive, but kind of I'd rather be dead so I could go <laughs> into the glory of Christ. Right. So he's writing this letter. And I didn't know Philippi was in the northern part. And so it was very nationalistic. It was very nationalistic. These were where the Roman soldiers would go to die. And so when he was up there, um, um, he was awaiting to go up there. He was in jail. That's why when they set him free, they're like, oh, you're a Roman? Oh, we'll just go out the back door. And it's like, it's like no, 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 you're going to. And so it's a beautiful thing that there's all these statues. And so the, 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 they were a strong church. And so Paul was writing them a letter, encouraging them. But if you notice in there, he said, I, I praise God for your giving, you know, more than Thessalonica. And he starts naming different things. You have given abundantly. You sent me gifts when I was in different cities. And, and I always read that as, oh my goodness, he's, um, he's, um, that Philip, I must be really rich or whatever. And then I'm reading and then you go back and in Corinthians, it cross-references. 2 Corinthians 8, 4, 8, 1 through 4 says, Now, brothers and sisters, we make known to you the grace of God which has been given in the churches of Macedonia, that in a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy and their deep poverty overflowed. They were, they were poor, but yet Paul mentions them as giving more than anybody. And so that totally screwed my head around. Like They gave everything they had. They blessed Paul where he mentions them by name. And you think automatically, oh, they must be rich. They're just writing checks. And no, they gave out of their poverty, but it was everything they had. And so those little nuggets keep jumping out. And my friend always says, Bill says, if you want to learn the word of God, try teaching it. Right. And so this renewal since Bard's Fest is making me read and digging in more. And there's so many little nuggets revealed Every day, even Colossians today. I didn't know Paul had never been to Colossa. His friend Epaphroditus came to him and said, this church is awesome. It's this little city, a hundred miles out of Ephesus, like this little town. And, and his, his friend comes there and he goes, hey, this church is on fire, man. They're doing, and Paul's like, let me write him a letter. And so he writes this letter like, oh my gosh, I've heard so much about you and just blesses them. And so I'm just learning new things every day. You know, it's new every morning, but I love the word of God. And um, so many people, you know, I hear different things and it's like the word of God is alive. It's a two-edged sword. So I, I thank God for the morning show and just a, just a chance to talk. Well, I think that's a big part right there is it's the passion and finding the passion in the word. Yeah. Yeah. The fellowships that have built around the shows that we have is very real. I'm I'm very humbled myself with all of what, Bard's nation has become, and just the the richness of knowledge and passion, and we don't all see it the same way. But I think it's the commitment to do that, and the fellowship that builds to raise each other up. Yeah, that's really part of and parcel of how we should be in this world. And I don't know. I th I think that's um, without that, we're we're basically living in their matrix. It's my thoughts. Yeah. Well, but see. The world is crying out for authenticity. And I always keep saying that, but you're authentic. You come on there. Do you and I agree with everything? No. 
but that's not the thing. It's about the critical thinking and the word of God. We can talk about whatever. And I'm not going to be, oh, I hate you, Scott, or this. But there's so much canceling, and that's cut, carried into the church. I'm canceling you, or I'm doing this and that. And it's like, we can talk and have discussions. And so in a world of plasticness and roll camera action, there's an authenticity, and it translates. You can call me on the phone. I'm the same guy I'm talking to here when I go on the air. And so it's not lifting myself up. It's that I crave authenticity. So if I'm not authentic, authentic how can you know how can i kind of translate and read the word of god so i'm passionate about the word of god and the fact that it carries over when i hit stream or whatever that's a cool thing but it's the same way if i'm talking to my neighbor so it's a blessing dude so it's it's cool to know you but even when you call like i was, I was telling you when my phone rings after 10 o'clock i know it's scott i don't have to look and it's just funny because we'll talk dude it's 1 30 oh man and we're both on the west coast and so it's just a blessing, bro. And the Bible talks about when you we were talking before here, the, the two or more gathering, there's a certain thing where God shows up and Bard's Fest, you know, it was multiply that by what? Whatever. And it's a beautiful thing. And I want more of it. And you want more of it. And God's, we're praying for more of it. We're praying for discernment and clarity. God's showing us stuff. Some of it's not cool. You know, it's ugly, but I like it all. I want it all. And um, it's beautiful. Well, you know, one of the things that I enjoy in, in reading scripture and just letting God work through that. And, and I, I know you're very much the same way. I mean, I, I let God just work through me and I'm going to tell a story or talk about scripture. And what I find interesting is when we step away from the dogma of the pew I guess would be the easiest way of saying it. Our eyes are opened to so many dimensional ways of looking at Scripture. I mean, as it was said to me a long time ago, when you read the Bible, ultimately the Bible reads you. And it's a beautiful statement because it starts to be this place where Scripture becomes not the rigid legalist code of how to live, but instead becomes this very rich tapestry of wisdom that God gives us in being in the world, in addressing the modern day, in addressing our lives as this beautiful walk and building, most importantly, that deep intimacy through Christ to the Father. And I just, we, I think we miss that in most of the temples right now where supposedly the Word of God is supposed to be taught. Well, I, I, I 100% agree, and that's that's the deal with the itchy ears. We have become, we, me, you, a culture of titillation, right? I want to see something. I want to, I need something new. But this part of this renewal of ours is going back and actually reading the Word of God, and it's the ultimate love letter. You want to understand God and who He is? It's revealed through the pages, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, Paul's talking, calling out false prophets every other chapter. He says it's going to happen. So when we see today, it's like, well, I need something new or I need this new revelation and stuff. Does God still reveal things? Oh, heck yeah. His spirit moves through his people. But um, is it because we are seeking him earnestly and he's revealing that thing? Or is it because I have a show or I need this or I'm doing tricks or whatever it is? We've become that, but see, it's not like, well, the church is there to correct us. The church isn't there. So now there's this huge vacuum. There's this huge gap, like what's happening. And that's where 
a musician guy and a military guy, all of a sudden we're reading the word of God. Very simple, you know, and uh, people love it. And it's, it's a beautiful thing, but I can pivot because I'm not owned by this. This is what we do. Scott, if you're called tomorrow to do a morning show and wipe out the other ones, you would do it because that's what you do. You're, you can do that. You're not weighed down by it. And that's kind of scriptural because I'm doing a morning show. Okay. I'm doing this. I'm writing songs every day. The Bible tells us to wake up. And I, I was just teaching on contentment, right? We think, Oh, content. And, and, and the Stoics would be like, I will be content. And what Paul's talking about is no, allow God to move through you and be content. It's not like I will willfully be content. And it's kind of like a self thing. And, and a lot of times we look at that. That's the way I always thought of it. Like my will, you know, I'll take it from here, God, and I will be content even if these bad things are happening. But no, the joy of the Lord is our strength. But if we read it a certain way or we're not, I'm just telling you, man, I'm excited about the word of God. And I'm excited uh, to hang out with you because we think the same way in a lot of things, but we have the same father. My friend Neo says we have the same dad. So regardless of how good our dads are, we both have great dads. Praise God, but we did. My father's passed, but you're still a, it's a beautiful thing. But people that don't have, we have the same heavenly father. And how much more does our heavenly father love us? No, I agree. And desire good things, right? Because you're my dad was like, oh, I'm going to do this for my son. Well, that's cool, dad. Thank you. But the heavenly father's like, well, you know what? I can see 20, 30 years ahead. And I know this stuff he's going through, it's going to lead him to Bard's Fest, or it's going to lead him to this. So this huge puzzle of the Holy Spirit just working ahead of time. Because, you know, a thousand years to God is one day and vice versa. So it's beautiful, man. Dr. Martin presented a concept the other night, and I, I really that love it. That was a it. great show, dude. Oh, thank you. He talks about the essence. And I just love his example of the leaf, which is green, and then... It's it, that's not what the color of the leaf is. It's it's what it's what's actually being rejected by the leaf. The green is a reflection of what it's not. This is true. I mean, scientifically, we can prove it. And all the colors that are are, are with are behind the green, so to speak. And so, what we tend to do, and I, I really, this gets interestingly, it's one of these moments where you find that there's a there's often a lot of commonality beyond. Uh, in faiths across the world, and this is one of them. But what no other way has uh, is this walk with Christ. I mean, the, what Christ is that one defining difference across the entire globe of the relationship, and it's the intimacy. Yeah. And as Dr. Martin talked about, the essence. And I think a lot of what you were just talking about is, and I'm grabbing onto this because there is an essence that we're seeking in a relationship with Christ, which is not the physical man. It is not the hard cross. And I understand all the symbolism, but everyone has to be careful about symbolism and how we get fixated on symbolism rather than seeing the essence and the glory of what God is. As you just talked about this tapestry, we can never foresee how God brings things together. We just have to trust in him and not be fixated on specific outcomes, specific things, specific people. I'll use Bard's Fest. I could use it a thousand different ways in my life where when we step back and let go of our expectations, what we're attached to, God unfolds things in so many ways, and we're discovering his true essence in, the, in that process of how he works through us, brings us together, and works his glory in all things. And you sit back and go, wow. I mean, like, that was a masterful tapestry that I could never have foreseen. 
Yeah. Well, I, I agree. And that, and what keeps coming back to me is we walk by faith, not by sight, because you wake up and there's images coming at you, whether it's TV, radio, whatever, everything's coming at you. Oh, what am I going to do today? And that's what the enemy wants because Satan's the author of confusion. So we literally have to stop what we're doing on our knees, pray. That's why I like the, the bend and knee thing we'll talk about too, but you just got to stop. And this is what God's word says. This is what the enemy's throwing at me. Well, you're not worthy. You shouldn't even go on the air. What are you talking about? You got this and that. It's the cancel culture. So we have a, a generation of people used to that. And I'm finding that who I am in Christ, the Bible tells me that. So I need to walk forward in him, not worrying about what this person says about me or this person or what's going to happen in the future. This is what God's called us to do right in front of us today. Does he put plans on our heart? Oh, definitely. And there's things we pray about and they unfold, just like the upcoming Bards Fest or whatever, songs, different things. But it's a beautiful thing. I'm learning to walk by faith, not by sight, because our approval comes from God. And there is wisdom in a multitude of counselors. Who do I surround myself with? You got Teddy. There's a beautiful Bards team that I got to meet. Duncan. Wow. You know, Scott, it's a great thing. You know, Brian, that's... There's a wisdom in that. And the Proverbs, which I go over in the morning, continues to say that, you know, there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if we start right there, it's going to be cool. At least, well, you know, there's things that come at us, of course, but you're going to be able to handle it, man, because you're going to lean on the everlasting God, not on our flesh. And the world teaches us, you know, trust you. I'm offended. Oh, you hurt my feelings. Come on. You know, you've been under a little fire lately, and I respect you for it, um, truly do, because Thanks, you've you kind of pulled apart a number of people out here in different aspects of the movement, and I, we don't have to drop names unless you want to, but it, it is no, the point that you've done a pretty solid job of identifying the, the false voices and those that are proclaiming to be prophets or those that are proclaiming to speak a different type of word is very, a lot of new age corruption in a lot of this. And yeah, I mean, I, I respect the fact you've done it. I think it's essential. And, and at the same time, you've been, you had some pretty good backlash on it and you've held your line. Talk a little bit about the process. I guess that's the easiest thing because I mean, these are some good shows you've done. They, yeah. they really are. They, they've, they've, Thanks, man. Uh, I think you call it what? The Profit Club? <laughs> profit Club. F-I-T. Profit. Yeah. But it's just, um, I don't want to say it's irreverent, but um, it's it's um, it triggers people because, you know, we all have confirmation biases, whether it's in the church or not. And there's a there's a, the, the cult of personality, right? Well, you can't say that. Well, people accuse me when they can't come back with what we've done, because my buddy Bill, it's like, we, we, he says we bring receipts, but I have video and we hold everything up. We spend 10, 15, 20 hours preparing a one hour show or two hour show because we don't, what's the purpose of we coming online and, and saying, oh, this is that. That's just, anybody can do that. But we take books, we've taken people's books because we, we open up to questions and answers. So people send us thoughtful emails like, can, what's about this? When we get a bunch of them, then we go read the books. We buy the books, we read them. And then we did a thing where we hold it up to scripture. And these people, these people, a lot of people, the voices in the movement 
are biblically illiterate. And it's not that I'm the master, of, but it's like, you can't say that, right? Or you can't say that. And it's, it's this whole religious spirit of when did the critical thinking in the church stop, right? Paul said to earnestly contend for the faith in season and out of season. Why do we go, oh, you can't say that. And in fact, oh, uh, God's going to kill you and your family because you're coming against God's anointed. That's comical to me. It's comical. Let me jump in here real quick because I think where I, where I really, we've, had, we've yeah. had a lot of discussions about this. And what I find is that it's a bit, again back to the worship. It's the idolatry. And, and it's people get a cult of fiction that surrounds a personality and it becomes an idolatry. And then yeah, when you true. expose that and, and challenge it, I mean, I, I'll bring the one to the table that I've been hitting on a lot lately, which is that of Trump. And, and, and I don't have a, I mean, I, yeah. people don't like it all the time. And it's like, all right, I don't, I really don't care if you don't like it. He is a man and you have to look at him through the lens of a man, not the lens of an anointed God given person. See what he is doing. But, you know, as yeah. even Brad Cummings said recently, and I, you know, I share this completely to watch the worship of Trump, which would be translated to watch the worship of anyone, which is critical, right? God will eventually bring them down if they don't themselves achieve humility before the people. It is a very important principle where there is a, a, a principle that everybody has to assume that when you're taking in that place of speaking scripture, there is a humility that must go with it because if you don't have it, look out. I'm just for many, many reasons. And it is the people's responsibility, in my opinion, not to create the, the idolatry in the fiction of the person, which again goes back to we're looking at the thing, not the essence. So continue. Well, but see, even right there, there's people probably listening right now that tuned in with me or whatever, like, ah, the re, you know, the re, we're screaming, I'm tearing and gnashing my teeth and tearing my garments, but you can't talk about stuff like that. I mean, I, it's almost like Paul, Paul's like, he's the greatest testimony because he was in the movement. He was slaughtering Christians and that road to Damascus, God blinded him, said, you're going to go, this is what you're going to do. I can call out whoever, but I got to back it up. I was cued five times. I'm the only person ever to be cued in the morning and retweeted by POTUS within a few hours. So I, I'm in the movement, right? But now Q doesn't post, and so now all of a sudden we got people teaching theology that shouldn't be teaching theology, right? And so you're not allowed to call them out? Oh, okay. You make predictions. But see, this is where the church grift has is, is, is overlapped it because a lot of Christians have hijacked that intentionally that, oh, Trump is our Cyrus, and uh, so that idol idolatry. So when we did the Prophet Club, I was getting emails from a lot of Baptists that are like, you know what? I'm not very charismatic, but I lost so much hope after the election that I started seeing these streamers online and they were talking about Trump's coming back and, and, and all this stuff. And then they're wrong, of course, but they're like, I had this hope and I had this, I had no hope. And so there's watching these streamers who are filling them with hope, right? I get the thing yesterday. Oh, the Bush was executed at Gitmo yesterday. Okay. People send stuff. Okay, well, where's the receipt? No, well, we have this Creed song. We're going to play alongside it, so it's going to give you emotion. Okay, and Gavin Newsom's there now, too. He's awaiting execute. 
okay, well, how far are we going to go? Um, I love the cube movement. It's the anons. Not all of them. I love, I'm an anon, but it's like the grifters and it's hijacked it. So it's carried over into the church. And so I'm talking about it. I guess that's anathema, right? We can't, can't come against that. I, I don't, I'm going to speak what I speak. I love Q. I love the whole Q. It's the awakening, the great awakening. I'm a hundred percent behind it. I love it. But people have taken it and now, you know, oh, I got a new book on Durham coming out. Okay, cool. But are you going to continue to fill people with hope? Or are you going to give them truth? Because I will test everything like Paul said to the word of God. There's no super. We've become a world of anons now where everything has a super secret meaning and it's carried over into the church. Oh, I'm apostle. Who says? Well, I was, I proclaim myself an apostle. Therefore there's hierarchy and it's this legalistic within the church. Like, oh, I'm supposed to respect you. Why? By what authority? And I can't call you out when you tell me that Biden will never be president. I can't show video of you saying that on one of the biggest streamers on YouTube that you, that that's anathema. So it's a readjustment. It's a paradigm shift and it's awkward for a lot of people. Who am I? I was like, oh, you know, stay in your lane, bro. Just write worship tunes and mega tunes, right? Don't talk about this. Then we'll like you. It's like you, you love it when you cry and you, you download all my songs are free, thousands of downloads. I have people that download, oh, I've downloaded like 150 of your songs, but you're not anointed anymore, right? Those are the kind of things I'm getting. Like, how dare you come against God? And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> for a while it hurt. Like for two weeks, I'm like, what? I don't understand. I'm the, I'm the soundtrack of the movement. And then now I'm a, now I'm a dick, right? <laughs> so I'm like, and it was a, and that was right after Bards Fest. And so I, I relish in the opportunity to talk about Jesus. So I don't focus on that. But the prophet clip thing is beautiful. And we keep getting letters from people going, I kind of thought, I literally have one of my best friends now that came out of the NAR movement. They're like, I want to come on your show because I was part of this whole Kansas City prophets. Oh, I'm stepping on toes. And all this stuff about, because it's all about super secret information. Oh, God's giving me this revelation. And, and I'm going to, oh, well, you were wrong though. Yeah, but you know, the Old Testament prophets are different. It's always like an escape clause. <laughs> According to the Old Testament, right? You should be murdered, right? For, for speaking for God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have prophets about going, oh, God, God told me this. There's streamers that go on for an hour and just, oh, thus saith the Lord. Who's keeping track? Well, now I am. I don't want to, but I'm keeping track. Well, boy, and this I got is, video. You're, you're hitting my buttons here. I mean, in a good way. So, I mean, this is like one of my big things. I, I've, you know, it's a real interesting line because there's a line between something that God puts on your heart, and I, and I really make this distinction. I think the Patriots know this. I mean, I, I will talk about what's on my heart, but proclaiming it to be God's word and what is going to happen. We're getting into some, I mean, you're literally speaking for God and I am a true believer in old Testament position yeah. here that if you're going to proclaim the word of God and say it is what is going to become, if it does not come true, the penalty is death. I think right. that is as clear as it gets in, in the old Testament. Um, and I don't think there's, when we get into these places where we're literally just well, I've had a vision and this is what is going to happen. There is a big difference between the way God's leading me, which is one thing, because that leading path is me and as I'm sharing that experience versus this is what God says is going to happen. There is going to be an earthquake on this state, this nonsense. Like you said, Biden will never be president. Trump is anointed and he will return and lead the country. Like, stop. 
Okay. Here, here's the deal. Yeah. First of all, and this is, I think this is a very hard place, what I'm about to say, and I guarantee there's going to be some people that don't like hearing this, but this is the bottom line. God is the author of the Bible. And though people hate this word, and I'm going to say it, if God so chose, he could make the decision to change it. Whether we like that or not, he is the author of the Bible. Now, I do not worship that point of change, but my point is he is the author. So if he is the author of direction in which we go, and God so changes that direction in which we are going, that is for him to do, not for us to proclaim that we have the answers of what he has and we have nothing. Totally makes sense, bro, but see, here's, okay, so I'll put, you be me, right? You just said that, and I'll be like, oh, you don't believe in the Holy Spirit, bro? You don't believe in the Holy Spirit? You're not into the gifts that God can, t see, that's what the comeback, and that's a lazy argument. For those of you that still send me emails, that's lazy, because not one person has come to me and Bill and said, you know what, I watched the Prophet Club, and this is where I disagree. This is where not one person. And in fact, the loudest voices, oh, I, I'm not watching that. You didn't even watch it. So what does that say about the state of the body of Christ in America? It's, it's biblical illiteracy. And who capitalizes on that? Grifters, right? Because the word of God, what does it say in Hebrews? Is alive and it's active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. When you have a sword and it's dull, well, what's happening when you water down the word of God? Well, that's the Old Testament, Scott. Those those people were speaking for uh, for God. Well, the prophecies just haven't come. You know, you're watering down the word of God. What do you do with a dull blade? How effective is a dull blade? You're literally dulling the blade, the word of God. Well, I think what, what we're missing in all of this and in, in, in so much of these discussions that, that are going on out here is... And I use this term very specifically because this even gets watered down, the fear of the Lord. So people will say, well, that's you know reverence and respect. It's like, no, there is a fear. I'm sorry, but you have to have a bit of it. Because when you sit every day and you're talking scripture, let me tell you, as you said, when you want to learn scripture, teach scripture. You want to learn scripture, talk scripture. Let me tell you, when you sit down and you begin talking about the word of God, Whatever that is, if you don't have, if you aren't feeling that reverence and a bit of fear, you're not living the real experience. Because if you're wrong, and I, this is how I hold myself accountable. I do not say that I am a hundred percent right on what I say, but if I am not re having reverence for what is said and having some deep concern to a certain point, perhaps even a little bit of fear that if I screw this up, there might be a reprisal. I don't think I'm being true to the power of what the word of God is. And that to me carries me every day. So if I'm sitting here and I'm going to tell people some prophetic vision that I've had and not feeling that edge, I'm missing the accountability, which is central to the texts. So while see people can disagree with positions that I have and they're welcome to, the thing that is within me and everything I say is this deep reverence my necessity to be humble before that and the fear of screwing it up or trying to take it down some rabbit hole that has nothing to do with what God intended. Yeah. Well, and, and see, that's the thing because you approach this, like you said, it's not an interview, it's a conversation. You approach that as I'm Scott. This is what I do. I love God. 
live my country. This is this is what I see. And you're and that comes back to the authenticity card. You're not standing at a lectern and you're like, this is this and this is this and this is this. You must accept what I'm saying. Let's have a discussion. Because for me, the word of God, as much as I've read it growing up and up until now, is becoming even deeper and more. And you talk about, oh, you don't believe in the you know, the Holy Spirit and, and revelation, all stuff. God's revealing things through his word. Does what you say line up with the word of God? And if it doesn't, I, the lack of fear, like you said, the respect and fear for the Lord, the reference, there's like zero almost. You can just literally get on and start rambling for two hours and, you know, and do card tricks and do whatever. There's no reference. Now, am I the judge of that? Well, yeah, I can. I can, I can judge that, right? When it says, oh, judge not. Let's, I'm not judging someone's salvation, right, on this. But what I'm talking about is you're authentic. I try to be authentic. We come that, we approach that. If somebody talks to you at Bard, you're the same guy. I'm like, oh, I'm talking to Scott. When I met you, we're authentic. So do we have secret lives? God's going to expose it. But the, the reverence, people don't want us to have reverence. And that's the another attack of the enemy. Because, oh, well, you know, it's it's old book and, it, you know, it's just every level. And the, the closer we draw to Christ, the more attacks. And it's funny that the religious people are mad. I have people on Facebook I never talk to, right? It's like a high school. Yeah, I don't even like it. It's just, but people come on there. Dude, I'm going through this tough time. Haven't talked to this person in 20 years. I know that you're on in the morning. And this is where I come in and I'm just, I just really needed this and thank you. And so one of those messages counters the 50, oh, I hate you or whatever, whatever, because it's just shrieking, re, ah, you know, gnashing of teeth. And so I love that. It hurts a little at first because people you didn't expect to come at you are coming at you and you're like, hmm, okay. But I would rather obey God. And so that comes back to what you were saying, the the fear and the reverence. I fear God. I don't fear man. And that's a scripture, right? Come on, right? Fear not man who cannot save. God, they can't save me. No, I think it's a great point. Well, a lot of the challenge that we currently face, which I think is what the entire movement that's aligning and walking with Christ is feeling, is the the rollover of an agnostic culture. We're we're seeing an enormous number of people that are searching and seeking. And sadly, we have to be very cognizant of the false prophets in the sense of those that are stepping up to try to give people, as you say earlier, that feel-good moment. It's going to be all okay. Don't worry about it. I can guide you. I can take you. That's opportunistic at its at its least, but it's still, at its worst, it's, it's false prophets. But Scott, the reason we call it the Prophet Club is because it's a club. No one calls anybody out. There's no one that says, hey, you here, you did this, you said this, you're wrong. Because you know why? It's a club. It's like it's like Augusta, right? It's a club, membership, right? And there's lower grifters that are trying to get that book deal, right? I always say, it's like with Sid Roth, it's like you get on the couch, it was like Carson, right? Carson would call over a comedian, they know they'd made it. If not, okay. But everybody wants to get on the couch, man. They want to, it'll take them to the next level of grift, right? And it's weird. It's weird and it's evil, yeah, it and I'm not going to say it's of God. It's not. Well, it's, I think it's hard for people to appreciate, and I, I'm just going to be very candid, and, I, and how easy that 
pathway is to be lured into when you start building an audience and building a show because yeah. that's the idea. That's the pathway. You need to do all these lecture tours. You need to expose, bring, get a book published on a certain time. You need to get a publisher. You need to get your picture on the front of the book or back of the book, one of the two. You, you need to do certain radio shows and certain television shows and certain internet programs because that's, that's all in the circuit. And then you're going to be elevated up and then you're going to get certain specific sponsors that are going to join you. This is whole a package. And when you make the decision to say, nope, not going to do that, um, not happening. I mean, I'm going to, I know you're the same way. So, I mean, I'm going to walk my own path. I'm very selective on, you know, if I'm invited to a program, very selective about what programs I go to. I do not, as you know very well, I do not seek out going to you know, rally after rally, I, I find it just to be um, more of an ego boost, an ego feeder than it is for those that are there. And that's not accomplishing uh, what we can do here. I'm listening closely to God and I hope that I'm listening and hearing what he wants every day. And with that is, is just where we are. And I, I, I have, what I've seen in the movement, which has probably been one of the most frustrating things is how we have gone to a place across the movement of losing what we were intended to do to go full circle back to Q. Question everything. Those fundamental rules were right at the beginning. I don't, I don't have a reverence for Q. I have a respect for what yeah. Q did in the beginning. I say this all the time on the show. Whatever Q is, was, whatever it yeah. is. Yep. Um, it was the point of question everything dig relentlessly and then the other key piece which should have been the big part of this was learn how to develop memes and there's a whole science to that oh yeah learn how to develop memes so that you can help others awaken and stay together i mean right. that's not a difficult framework to do it no. has become i am the i am the priest of q if you have not read all of the scriptures of Q, you have no right to speak out against the church of Q. I am that they have the Ezra of Q, right? Right. The, the, the scribe. Um, but yeah, Scott, it, it's funny because do you see more? I, I mean, there is a faction now that holds up Q post like the word of God. Oh, I'm on it all the time. It's driving me nuts. This is 394, and this is what what God said, right? They don't say that, but it is. And it's even in the church. Well, Q said this. Well, well this is what the word of God said? So I don't know. I, I don't know how to weigh it out. Really? Well, no, and I'm with you on this. I mean, there was literally a poster the other day, and I called him out on my show. It's just literally stated this. If you have not read every Q post, you have no right to comment on Q. <laughs> Sounds, and yet, like the, sounds like the Catholic Church, bro. Really? There's no need for you to, right? Unless and, you can see those scriptures. And then this person's now starting a Bible study. So I started laughing. I'm like, and I brought this up on the show. I'm like, so apparently it this person has read every version of the Bible in Greek and in Hebrew. Right. And they are now so versed that they now can step up and offer a Bible study. The the it is a, It's a ridiculous thing. And what's really unfortunate is... It has only caused more stove to piping. So, I, you know, I'm kind of segue because it's it's an important perspective. There are a lot of things that we can learn from each other across, and I kind of touched on this at the very beginning of this interview, this conversation. If someone has taken the time, and I have, 
I've studied Zen Buddhism. I've studied Taoism. I've learned a lot about shamanism. I've taken time to learn about some. I'm not a, a little bit about the Catholic Church. That's more about with thanks to people that are around me. But here's, here's the point. That didn't make me the Antichrist, and it didn't make me a defiler of God's word. This was about understanding a conversation so that I can talk to people more broadly and I can appreciate that relationship that I have with Christ more deeply, which is exactly what it has done by taking the time rather than condemning them for being, you know, Oh, you are, you are this way. You are wrong. I don't see Christ doing that at all, but rather there's always this conversation. And the example I give a couple of them, I always give is one of the fact that he met with tax collectors and prostitutes. Yeah. So that's not, that's a pretty colorful conversation you're going to have every day. I'm just going to say, okay, the values of how they deal with the levels of people they're dealing with, um, the, what it takes. If you want to put that in true sense, the prostitute is trying to feed themselves every day in some fashion by selling their body. If you think that that's going to be a reverent conversation with Christ, I've got news for you. If you've ever taken time to talk to that level of society, which I have, you find that there's a very different dialogue that goes on, right? That doesn't mean one is lesser than the other. It's the ears to hear, literally to listen to the true sense and essence of what the person is. And this is where we have to get to. And we have to listen to one another and start hearing one another. But as we keep the reverence for Christ with us, we become this, it's really a beautiful fabric and tapestry because we have those that can truly hear and those that can be the light to bring you back to that place where there's true healing, which is through Christ. Well, but that's beautiful because it's not like, I mean, we have the Bard's family, but, but you're not like, uh, join the Bard's tribe. Join me as I read your, no, you just read the word God, you reveal it. And, oh, I love this voice. I love what Scott's saying. It's, you're not asking for membership. You're not asking to sign up. So your journey is free to engage with whoever you want. And there's not accountability like, well, <clears throat> I'm a Baptist pastor, so I can't talk about this, or I'm a charismatic, so I can't talk about this, or it's like, I see this now, like, oh, we're the remnant. But this remnant, a lot of it's become Pharisaic. Pharisaical? Is that a word? Pharisees. And it's like, okay, that's cool. And, and and that's like Paul, man. They were coming to him, the, the, the Judaizers. Well, okay, when they come in after Paul would speak, well, you know, uh, what he said was true, but you need to be circumcised and do all this stuff. And that's how we are now. It's like, you know, there's a streamer on there. <clears throat> Praying back. Well, if you don't speak in tongues, then you really don't have a strong faith. Okay. Well, <laughs> he didn't say that. You edited that. No, I didn't. It's right on his broadcast from a few weeks ago. So, oh, well, you can't talk that way about Dave. He's a nice person. Well, hey, he is a nice person, but that's not the issue, right? It's not the issue. It's Jesus Christ truth. And it's like, I don't want to add, God forbid, God help me if I add any luggage to someone's walk. Oh, well, well, thanks for joining the broadcast this morning. Now you need to do this and this and this. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need to do this, all this stuff. And it's like thief on the cross, peace. Today you'll be with me in paradise. No, no, come down and get baptized. And then you got to do that. So we love, that's human nature to add rules and regulations to this stuff. You don't do that. I don't do that. God help me if I ever do that. Take me out if that happens. I hope I die on the air, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to ever do that. 
So that comes back to the fear, though, Scott, the fear and reverence, the fear of the Lord. I don't yeah. want to be a leader. Leader is like, oh, follow me. No, man. John the Baptist is screaming, repent. Oh, there's this guy, Jesus. He, there's the, behold, the Lamb of God. He must increase. I must decrease. John knew. That's what I want to be. I want to be that guy. I'm screaming out, people yelling at me, whatever. But I want to be the guy that goes, I'm going to point everything upward. Jesus. Jesus. Well, yeah, Scott, but you're very popular, Scott. You have this thing here and you did this concert and it was very, Jesus. Mike, I love your songs. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Download them for free. Jesus. And that's, that's it, bro. That's, that's it. it. That is it. That's, that's really well said. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's a, it's a really beautiful walk that we're all, we're trying to walk together yes. on. And it's um, the deeper we get into it, it is the, the love and the admiration for God in that relationship, the intimacy in Christ grows. We don't all agree on right. everything. I have to give a lot of cr credit to uh, Bars Nation in the um, David Martin interview. And I, because I had said at the beginning, uh, this is a long interview, it was an hour and yeah. 30 minutes, as you know. And I, you know, I said, you know, you need to listen to this one. You need to pay attention to it from front to back because Dr. Martin in the circles that he works is dealing with some pretty nefarious characters when you're dealing with people that are moving billions and billions of dollars. And so he has a, he approaches things with a scalpel and it's good to hear it. It's very precision in many ways. You don't have to agree with it, but to a great credit to the audience, they did listen and from what we saw in chat, it was, it was basically this. I don't have to agree with everything, but wow, it's given me a lot to think about. That's a lot of the process right now because ultimately when we present things, you should be taking it to prayer. You should be referencing it to how God has your walk. And in so doing, see what is revealed. Open, open yeah. that up. And if you are, if it comes back and you're, and it's like, man, this is just not fitting with me. That's how it should be, not blind obedience, because that's where I think we end up. We go back to this problem of what happened from where we were to where we are. Yeah. With the idolatry this, that have happened since the beginning, it will go back to 2015, 2016. The desperation people needed to see hope. Yeah. The idolatries that evolved from that, whether it's Trump or mm -hmm. Q or other, other figures right. in the movement, it was this idolatry worship that what they say is where we will go. They will be my savior. No, we had one. That was Christ yeah, Jesus, yeah. one savior, one king. And in all of that, that reverence for all that he is, all that God is, needs to be returned. And we have to get to a point now where we step back and appreciate men as men and our responsibility and culpability in this time. I mean, it's like Moses, you know, you think of the <clears throat> Charlton Heston. He's up there getting the Ten Commandments. He comes down and what? I'm like gone for five minutes and you guys melted all your gold <laughs> and you built this calf and you're having orgies and you're worshiping a cow. What the, you know, and it's like, it's a beautiful message because the Bible reveals the brokenness and the stupidity and the ugliness of man and how God works through it. So I love that. I love that. And so what you're saying, it resonates. I love Dr. Bob. He, he is not only smart guy, but he could joke around. He's probably cool off the air, right? 
that so he has a tremendous gift where he's the common man yet he speaks with authority so i love people like that i, I just glom on them uh, and I, I love to learn from people like that. So, yeah. Do you agree with everything? No. Oh, does that is it a cancel culture? That's from the enemy, bro. That's the truth yeah. right there. I, You know, I, I'm glad you brought up the Moses. That's one of my favorite stories because <laughs> awesome. he sits there. I mean, just you know, he's sitting there and God's like, I'm going to just destroy them all. And Moses is like, no, please don't. And, and I mean, obviously, I'm adding right. my own no. my own animation to some of this, but it's like, please don't. <laughs> You know, and he's like, it will make you look bad. And, and God's like, you know, like, okay, it's all yours. Enjoy. You know, and Moses is cruising down and he's like, what? In, and God's already seen all this. Right. And Moses is like, what in the yeah, heck are right, you dude. doing? And God's is probably you know, laughing, like, dude. Like, okay, go around that bend right there. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. You know that switchback yeah. you're going down the mountain? Wait till you get to the third switchback and you can see the valley. Enjoy that one. See how that goes for you. And I mean, literally, he just loses his mind. In, in, a, in a, you know, he just, wrath. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Burns the calf. Makes This is the part I bring in. I, I, I love the details because it's important to appreciate the magnitude. I mean, first of all, we know what that calf represents. That's sacrificing your first child. That's burning your first child to ball. That's what that whole process is, literally burning them in a fire. This, again, there's not enough of that in our churches to talk about the extreme of where this worship right. has gone, the true fallen, what's happened here, and then makes them drink the water. I mean, okay, this is the water that now has likely the the parts and of the ash that, of their own children. This is brutal. And then slays 3,000. And then says, now you're in the kingdom of, of the Lord. I mean, Dude, wow. At the like, end of okay. that makes me think of, because I love Paul, man. At the end of uh, Philippians, he said, greetings to you here and greetings to the saints and, and also those that are in Caesar's household. And I was like, and I was watching. That was Nero at the time, bro. That was Nero. That He was lighting humans on torches to keep his garden lit. This guy was like Hitler times a thousand. So Paul's like, hey, giving a shout out. Hey, to those of you in Caesar's household, right? I didn't even know it was Nero. And I look at it up I'm like, what? And so I love the humor of God because it's like God's people are everywhere, right? All, like, all we like sheep have gone astray. Yes. God has to be weeping as he's laughing, kind of like these people are worshiping this calf. But God... We're sheep, bro. We've all fallen into that. I'm not Michael Beatty. Uh, I've never been an idolater. I fall into the Trump thing. I repent every day on different things. And that's where I think the Holy Spirit works because God, people can look at Mike and go, that dude's a mess. But you know what he's saying? At least he's doing this or Scott's this. But, you know, that's the Holy Spirit, bro. God loves to work through our brokenness. And so I'm so thankful for the word of God. And I'm so thankful to be here. Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, man, this has been a great conversation, as always. Enjoy it very much. Appreciate you coming on, and I appreciate all that you're doing. I'm going to really encourage people to go over and catch your morning show. When is 5 it? 5.30 a.m. West Coast. So if you're on the East, you're already drinking your coffee. If you're in the morning, it's dark here. But um, it's a good way to start your day. Just a quick hit, 5.30, 6.30, we're out. But it's uh, Monday through Friday, and then Sundays, I, uh, my wife joins me, so we do a little husband wife thing on Sunday mornings and where's it looking on cloud hub look up Miguel California it's channel 130 but I'm also on D live twitch and Facebook under Michael Beatty so 
it's uh we're just doing our thing you know it's just we're, we're trying to be obedient to what god has and people seem to re- it's resonating because people want to know a place where they can just go you know and hear some music we do about 20 minutes of music and then uh word of god it's pretty cool uh, no that's awesome no i appreciate it very yeah. much i mean i i, I respect oh, it thank you i appreciate it, it sounds so I hate when it, words are important. I Dude, they are. Because like we say respect. I mean, it's like you say that, it's like, well, I just want to let you know I respect it. No, man. I mean, I truly appreciate and and, and I, I, I love the fact you're doing it. I'm happy you're doing it. I really I want the audience to hear it, go and visit it and enjoy it and have a moment in the morning. Um, it's a great show. Morning shows Thanks, are great. Man. So I appreciate I, you it. Know, want to get as many people over there Thanks, as possible. Man. Hey, we always close with a prayer. Yeah. Uh, it's good with you. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this time that we've come together and once again just had a very spirit-driven and, and faith-driven conversation as we need more of. Lord, I, I think the biggest piece that we all feel is just the reverence for you, Lord, and the, and the reverence for our, our Savior Christ Amen. Jesus and just to keep that front and center in all that we do we we are imperfect and we're going to do things say things that are not going to be in in the perfect alignment with you lord and there's going to be things we say that people will not agree with but we just pray that we have the ears to hear and, and most importantly the ability to discern and ultimately to take what is told and take it to you lord as you guide each of us on this amazing path as we walk within the body of christ and we are assembling the perfection of all that you bring and standing up the kingdom to build the forest and to um, once again reset this way and this path that we're on in alignment with you on the throne of this land and this world, Lord. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Always fun, Scott. So, it's like our phone conversations, but we're just streaming it. So oh, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. <clears throat> it's a blast, brother. Appreciate it. And I'll, I just, you know, really... All the best for everything you're doing. I know you're just you're doing some great work. Thanks, man. I want people to really check it out. You're a you're a talented guy. <laughs> Thanks, Thank bro. I, I'm happy to be alive. This is an amazing time, and uh, I'm going to take every day as it comes and just give God the glory. And so I appreciate you uh, being there as well. Thanks for all your hard work. Well, it's it's awesome. I appreciate it. It's nice to get. It's great to get to know you. And uh, I, I think what's um, I hope that people can hear is the and I say this kind of always that there's a line of that line that we will not cross um, and we have to there's strength in that line that we won't cross and and that doesn't mean that we're you're taking a position of arrogance or it's just a line that we won't take a step across and the strength that comes with having that firmness um, that we have in knowing that look you can go there, not go in there, and I will hold that line at all costs. If we can, if this movement can extol that upon more and more people across this nation, we're starting to get to a right Well, Scott, I, I agree, man. And lastly, I like Elijah, right? Elijah's like, oh, I'm the only one, God. I'm the only one standing for you. And what's God saying? Well, I got these a thousand other prophets that haven't bowed. So we're just two guys that love God and hang right. happened to God brought us together and we're friends, but we know there's people out there. I know they're worldwide happening. And so, uh, God bless you guys out there standing for truth and, and we're with you and it's just a blessing 
to know that we have the same father uh, guiding us and directing us. So that, that, that's exactly it. So, all right, man. Well, have a blessed Peace. day. And we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk in the near yes. future. Hey, one eleven today, <laughs> right? I'll stream. We'll, no, right? No, one eleven yesterday. Oh, I thought it was Wednesdays. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, one eleven. I thought you were talking about my. Oh birthday. yeah, no. Happy that birthday. Was, no, you're bending.